Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And we are Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here today with my co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave. How are you guys doing today? Excellent, Pastor. Fantastic. Doing good? Doing good, baby. Doing Doing good. good. Doing good. Uh, Pastor Padrone has a little bit of a cold, so you might hear me doing a little snotting, a little snorting. But that's okay. We're all friends here. Yes, we are. Not just blowing smoke. And uh, this week, uh, we are doing something special for our cigar review as... Uh, we are going to be reviewing short cigars, and as uh, things get colder, you know, here in, in uh, New Hampshire where we are, they're already pretty cold. It was actually doing a little snowing today. We had like a mini blizzard today, earlier today, and mm. like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, it was full-on snowstorm. Fantastic. Was yeah, it? it was crazy. It. Bring it on. Um but as things get colder, you know, one of the things we hear about in the shop is people are looking for shorter cigars. That people, most people, smoke outside still. Uh, there's precious, there is precious few places to smoke inside, and so you don't want to be outside for an hour and a half, two hours. So people are looking for shorter cigars just to get out of the house or sit out on the porch or. Uh, you know, just do a little drive or a little dog walkers. And so we're looking at four short smokes, quick smokes tonight. And we're going to be looking at uh, the Hustler Dog Walker by 724. We're going to be looking at the Mi Carita Pequeno Pequeno. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Intemperance Intrigue and the Escuro uh, Petit Robusto by Davidoff. And uh, Mm. each of us is picking one of these cigars to smoke. We're all going to be smoking it at the same time, telling you what we think, telling you about the cigar. And as we do that, we have Sam the Barman here, who has brought something for us to drink with these cigars as we smoke and review them. Sam, tell us. Sam? What is it that we are drinking? So you guys are all smoking something a little bit different, but all somewhat in the same realm. So I tried to find something that was going to encompass a lot of different flavors. Yes. Bring something that you yes. can sip on and get refreshed by in between mm. pops of your cigar, right? So I went with uh, Schilling Beer de Miel. It is a farmhouse what? ale or saison, depending on who you ask, really. Um, you should get a lot of honeycomb, a lot of light grasses. This is going to try to hang on to summer a little bit in flavor, but it does have the backbone that it should be able to keep up with these uh, sort of darker flavors we're getting into here for winter. So yeah. it's a good middle ground. You should be very refreshing. The whole Saison market is a very refreshing world, nice and grassy. You'll get some summer flavors, like I said. should make you guys pretty happy. It's a nice it's a nice beer. Yeah. It's very refreshing. I, I, yeah. I really love these types of beers now. These are, these are really hitting my palate. Very, very well. And this is something you can really drink year-round. It's not just oh, summer. You can find them totally year-round. <clears throat> oh, yeah. This is this is really good. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad you guys like it. Thank yes, you, man. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Good. Proceed. This will be good. 
Okay, so let's go around and uh, say, tell people what it is that uh, we're smoking and the details of the cigar, and uh, then we'll go from there. Paul, why don't you go first? All right, so <clears throat> what I'm smoking right now is the Davidoff Escuro Petit Robusto. Um, it's a short, little fatter type of cigar. Uh, it's actually probably the fatter cousin of what you all are smoking right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a, uh, the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano. The binder is a Brazil Cubra. The Cuba. fillers are Brazil Cubra, Brazil Matafina, Dominican San Vicente, Dominican Hybrid Ol, uh, Ol, <laughs> Olor and Piloto, and a Dominican Republic Piloto. Uh, the size is three and a half by 50. Um, and uh, it's actually a, a really, really nice nice cigar. Mm. Very cool. Uh, Dave, what about you? What are you smoking? I am paying homage to our shop with our 724 Dog Walker Hustler. Um, the wrapper is an Ecuadorian Connecticut and a Brazilian Matafina Maduro. So this is a barber pole. For those who obviously cannot see it, it is very delicately wrapped. It's beautiful. It is scrumptious. The binder is Costa Rica. The filler is Nicaraguan and Honduran. Nicaraguan? Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. And the size is a Petit Corona at four and a quarter by 40. Very nice. Mm. And Nick, how about yourself? I got the Mi Querida. Pequeño, pequeño. Pequeño, pequeño. Pequeño, pequeño. So, and what is the rapper on that? So, the rapper, <laughs> I'm not even going to do an accent. Do you don't have to. Come on, man. To, there you go. That's, don't stop now. I don't I'm not doing you, a mic. Uh, so, it's a Connecticut broadleaf rapper, Nicaraguan binder filler. We said no accent. It's not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my New England accent is stuck with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, petite Corona size, but, uh, so it's four inches by 44 ring gauge. And uh, this is kind of classic Steve Saka cigar. I, I smoke a lot of his Mi Querida stuff. The one that I'm hooked on is the Grand Buffalo. And that one's a 7 by 70 And... I love the Miqueridas, the Connecticut Broadleafs, very earthy. You get some bite in there from the Nicaraguan. And having this small cigar like this, I don't really tend to look and get a small cigar, but it's turning out to be a pretty good one. Uh, I am doing the uh, Intemperance BA Intrigue. That is the Brazilian Araparaca wrapper. Indonesian binder, Nicaraguan Dominican filler, and it's a, also a petite Corona size at 4x46. Uh, all four of these cigars, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, so it's a nice mm -hmm. quick smoke outside. Um, what are you guys picking up on uh, on your cigars? Well, when I first uh, lit this and had the first few puffs, it was, uh, and again, in, in a typical uh, Davidoff way, it, it's, it starts up mild and not not typical in most of their line it's pretty mild um but it it definitely started off mild i look got a little bit of hint of some salt dave salt Ooh. Ooh. spice i'm jelly a little creaminess <clears throat> very jelly um and then so i've been smoking this now for maybe about five minutes or so and i'm probably maybe about not quite a quarter down but uh it's it's developing now the the, the flavors now are a little bit more uh, coming out, they're 
uh, it's a little bit still that that salty spice, yeah. uh, a little bit more creaminess and some earth. Um, so it's actually now venturing into more of a medium type. So it starts off a little mild, and then probably after the first quarter, it starts to really get into more of a medium type smoke. Nice. Very very nice. That sounds awesome. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Dave. What about you? I am. Uh, one of the things I love about this is you get a little bit of just a little bit of um, uh, spice or pepper in the retrohale, mm-hmm. and I feel like I get some spice that stays with me on the back of the tongue, and it's like a uh, like an earthy, leathery mix to me, mm. uh, and I, I I just love this cigar. Mm-hmm. I love the hustlers. I love how they smoke. It is beautiful, and it is stacking dimes. Very well made. <laughs> All right, there. And um, mine here, the Intrigue. This is one of my favorite short cigars. Um, it is uh, very, the uh, Brazilian Aparaca wrapper is very sweet. It's very earthy. It's got almost like a, a black grape kind of sweetness to it with some earth and cocoa going on in there. And uh, there's plenty of spice in the retro. Uh, great, great cigar. And the wrapper um, holds up well in the cold, I have found. And let me tell you, the burn on this thing is fantastic. I've got this really nice straight burn, razor-thin burn line. And the ash is this really nice white color. And it's all nice and tight. It's not uh, flaking out or going anywhere. And um, I love this cigar. It's very very tasty mm, that sounds wonderful Dan. oh yeah um so on mine because of the connecticut broadleaf and the nicaraguan you're kind of getting that that bite with the earthy got some leather tones in there uh a little bit of sweetness and the pairing between the the beer and the cigar is is actually pretty well mm. considering the connecticut broadleaf can be a little bit a little bit overbearing for a lighter drink mm-hmm. but it's it i like i really like the pairing it's so you get like the earthy leathery tones from the cigar and then you get the light crisp um honey flavoring not not a complete flavoring but the kind of the the opposites attract kind of thing going on with my cigar and the beer very pleasant what are you thinking about the beer there I, th- I think oh. the beer is absolutely refreshing. It really is, and it's not. It's it's so light, and it's it's helping to bring out uh, a little bit more of the flavors of the cigar. Um, this is a, uh, the, like I said, the cigar is that salty spice creaminess, and it's still there. I'm probably maybe maybe about a third of the way down now. Um, Every time you say salt, I drool. And... I know, I know, you <laughs> love that that Hermitage, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> We all know what you, we know. We all know how you feel about salt, <laughs> but the the saison uh, or farmhouse ale, however you want it, wish to describe this beer, is uh, very light and refreshing. It, it is a great pair. This is a great, great pair. All right, fantastic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's uh, going on here at Twins as we continue to smoke our short wintertime cigars. This coming Friday. November 15th at the Londonderry location of Twin Smoke Shop. We're doing an event with Illusione Cigars from 4 to 9 p.m. And Dion Giolito is going to be here for that. Yes. Um, that's an, I can't remember the last time he was in New England. 
and I know he only does a handful of events uh, in any given year, and uh, we're just thrilled that he is uh, going to be coming here this coming Friday. We are so looking forward to that. Yes, we are. That's going to be great. And That's then, awesome. Uh, Thursday, December 5th in Hooksit. Yeah, yeah. And Friday, December 6th in Londonderry, we will be doing a Drew Estate event. Uh, Nick Laramie Nicky will boy. be there. Uh, both of those events will be held from 4 to 9 p.m. Uh, and uh, that is going to be a fun time. Wherever Nick Laramie goes, there is a party. That is true. And his own music. He brings his own, you know, setup and everything. We have music playing in the store. But, uh, you know, when Nick comes, you know, everything gets uh, changed around. Yeah. And that man has some really funky tunes. Yes, he does. Oh, he listens to everything. Yeah. He he's, listens to everything. He and it's just, he's dancing and jiggling the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a very uh, cool, fun experience experience being the word you do not want to miss that so make sure you come out on the 15th to londonderry and meet uh, um, don giolito for illusione cigars and then uh, december 5th in hooksit and friday december 6th in londonderry for drew state mm. and nick laramie and then last uh, uh we want to again uh tell our listeners that um uh, Twins has been nominated for Tobacconist of the Year Yay. by Tobacco Business. And this is a um, uh, consumer-driven um, award that ends up being given. We're one of five uh, smoke shops in the United States that have been uh, nominated for this, being the best shop in the country. Uh, and we're just thrilled to have that uh nomination even you can help us win that award by going to tobaccobusiness.com forward slash awards 20 and that's the number 20 and then you'll be uh, taken to a list of a whole bunch of different categories that you can vote for cigars um, uh, from each region um, also, but scroll down until you come to Tobacconist of the Year. Twin Smoke Shop is one of those listed. Please vote for Twins Smoke Shop as Tobacconist of the Year. We would love to yeah. take home that award. That's just awesome. Thank you in advance. Yes, thank you for voting in advance. You can stay in touch with Twin Smoke Shop on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and at their website twinssmokeshop.com yeah now let's go around again and talk a little bit about the cigar you're smoking is there any change mine mine uh the intemperance intrigue is very consistent um the flavor profile really doesn't change on this i i'd be surprised if any of ours really did they're they're very short you know they're meant to be kind of bang in your face and and um we also picked cigars that had wrappers that could stand up against the cold mm. and weren't going to you know give trouble with uh, cracking um, and um, uh, mine's just burning fantastic I'm mean, even with all the talking I'm doing it's still 
burning great and and lit very well. Don't have to do any corrective lighting on this cigar. Mm. Me and Dave are going for the longest little ash, right? He's got he's <laughs> got me the pinky. Beat, he's got me beat by like a centimeter right now, but yeah, but you're getting close to that wrapper, Dave. So yeah, he's gonna have to take that wrapper. Uh, make a decision. Yeah, I got another half an inch. I can do it. Yeah. All right. I'd burn it right through the wrapper. Mm, yeah. Smoke the wrapper, my smoke friend. It. Hashtag smoke wrappers. <laughs> uh, what are you picking up on your cigar? The smoke. The Davidoff is has been very consistent. <laughs> it's still giving the uh, the salt, sweet, uh, spice. The little uh, the creaminess is definitely the, the the prominent one, though. It's just very very smooth, very well balanced mm-hmm. creaminess. Um, it's I would say it's. It's definitely a medium smoke right now, and I'm probably more than halfway done. Right now. Mm, yeah, <laughs> this is this would be a perfect for me personally, and I don't normally smoke Davidoff. Uh, I'm usually more of the medium full to full body, and there's right. only a couple of the Davidoff lines that we carry that would be in that uh, that range. Um, but for this cigar being nine and change, it actually is a really really good cigar. It's it's to me personally, this would be something that I would want to start the day with. Okay. Mm. Um, and I and what I've been doing this week really uh, is because I have a little Tasmanian devil that likes to go for morning walks. Yeah. Um, I have to, and and I've been picking out shorter smokes when I when I go out with them in the morning. Um, so they la- they'll last about thirty minutes or so, and that's usually around the time that we go out for our first walk. And this cigar would definitely hold up. This without a doubt, this cigar is I would say would be my morning smoke. Um, mm. It's not going to be overpowering. Um, and would be very, very uh, enjoyable, you know, for your first smoke of the day. Uh, so I, this is really it hasn't changed at all. I think it's just a very, very nice, relaxing cigar. Well, mm. you know, and you bring up the interesting thing here. I mean, um, now wintertime, I I do hear this from a lot of customers, and I think we all do, right? You mm. know, can it, you know, I'm looking for shorter cigars for this or that. Yep. Is this something that you guys do too? Do you typically? You know, if you smoke outside, you go for something shorter in the winter, or do you tend to stay with longer cigars? What 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 do you do as it gets colder? Me personally, I I really don't change it that much. Um, again, I have that dog as an excuse. Right. <laughs> so um, on days that I have more time, if I'm if I'm working a later shift in the morning, except for that first you know morning walk, we go out for a second one. I'm taking that hour, hour and a half long cigar because I know I'm going to be out there with him. That and, long? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's my dog walker is like a Toro or a Gordo or something like that. I have no problem. So with... even in the middle of winter when it's, you know, 15 degrees outside, you're, oh, going, yeah. you're going for an hour and a half. Oh, walk. yeah. Just bundle up. Just bundle Just up bundle and, up. and, and we, it's, it's fun. I have no problem with I'll it. I'll go for an hour and a half in my hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. You're going to need it. Mm. Dave, what about you? I know this is all kind of new to you. This, but. Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure that my habits are not going to change because I, I can smoke where I am. Uh, I just got a fan in the window. Um, but um, uh, I would probably definitely uh, have something like this in the morning. Okay. Um, or probably like right after dinner if I know I'm going to be doing something like right after dinner. and I, I, I don't want it to linger on. Um, or like if I'm going to be sitting down and watching a movie and i don't want to like waste a, like a long cigar and not smoking it uh this would be perfect um but yeah no i i i uh i probably won't change 
So you're not going to go with the shorter cigar either. Interesting. And Nick, I think I already know the answer, but tell us, tell us about uh, <laughs> your winter uh, habits. My winter habits? As they relate to cigars. Please <laughs> limit it to cigars. All right. Yes. Um, I probably would pick this up. Yeah. Um, just because it's such a good cigar. The construction's on point. Um, but I would probably go back and forth on it. Mm. Um, I take long dog walks with my dog in the morning. I'm out for about at least an hour walking him two, three miles. Um, so would I grab this? Yeah, I would. For a winter smoke, it, it all depends, I guess. So for you guys, the, being outside... You know the whole the whole point of having the smaller cigar in the wintertime is, you just don't want to be out in the cold, forever, yeah. smoking right. forever. your cigar. I would definitely. But you guys are both like it doesn't really matter what temperature it is or what the weather's doing. I have to no. walk my dog for one to three hours. Well, you know, outside <laughs> he has get a treadmill, people. I he mean, has... Come on, figure it out. I try doggy mills. that. I try Do they make doggy mills? That would be wicked cute. Little dog, little dog. That would never fly milk. with my dog, my friend. No, I tried doing when that. Your dog, dog would when... fly. Is that the problem? Well, yes, he would fly. I would definitely recommend this to somebody that's looking for any one of the cigars that we're smoking. I would definitely mm. recommend if, if somebody's looking for, you know, a good 20 to 30 minute cigar for outside, you know, on the deck, they're bundled up, you know, pretty significantly quick smoke. I would absolutely recommend any one of these cigars or any other cigars yeah. that that we have in our, you know, our, our walk-in and everything. These are wonderful cigars. Yeah. Me personally, I'd well, pick I it guess, up. I guess let's you know we can we can talk about it too. I mean, uh, you guys you know have a cigar while you're walking your dog. Yeah. I do too when I'm when I'm walking mine. Um, but you know I think there's a difference between having a cigar doing that and then just deciding to go out on your porch at night and Correct. have a cigar. Yep. You know what I mean? And um, if I don't, it, you know, if you're walking the dog and getting the dog exercise, <laughs> there's there's that excuse where you kind of have to be out because a dog needs walked year-round. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, but if you're just enjoying the cigar yourself, you don't necessarily want to just stand outside for an hour and a half no. and, have a, no. and have a cigar. And you want to have something that's good. Mm. And that's another thing about these short cigars. These are all really good good they are. they are you know and the price point on these is is all great they're all you know somewhere between uh six and nine dollars a piece yep and uh you know even the escurio which is a davidoff you mm-hmm. know nine nine dollars and change that is not a lot of money no especially you know, for, for a davidoff. davidoff you know so uh really really good that leads you know uh mentioning davidoff uh, leads me into the cigar confession that i want to uh, talk about tonight and we can all chime in on this and that is please when you're up in the lounge don't brag about the cigar you're smoking don't hold out your opus or your davidoff or your padrone 80th and why not you know, hold it out and say oh look at this this is the best look Buying a, a big name cigar or a big buck cigar or wicked rare cigar does not make you cool. 
It may be cool. It is cool. To smoke one of those cigars. Absolutely. But it does not make you cool to go, hey, I've got a feral pig. What are you smoking? (laughs) Well, uh, on the contrary. I got a charter oak. There you go. Those are good cigars too. Those are something to be proud of. Mm. But I think uh, I think on the contrary, I think you know when you're when you're spending that much money on a rare cigar, an Opus, Lost City, a Byron, Atabay, you know something like that that you don't have all the time. Um, it it's something to be proud of. It's something that you kind of do want to brag to you know your friends and other guys that are out there. Not to completely destroy the confession, but I'm kind of on the other side of that, saying. Okay, well, I understand where you're coming from, but, you know, I guess understand where other people would be coming from as well, too. What does the Amish have to say? Well, I think we all understand that it, it, it's that we, we do have big-name cigars in the humidor, and, you know, they do cost a lot. And one of the things that I think is not cool is not only showing and bragging about what you're smoking but also bragging about how much you paid for it because we've all have every once in a while seen someone who has no problem telling the rest of the crowd up there oh i bought a 50 or 100 dollar cigar you know i'm look at me i'm i'm joe cool and all this i think yeah i think i, I totally forgot agree my box with you. at home well i totally <laughs> agree with paul i think that's something that well he okay. just said what i just said well he did but he didn't in in, in a, a price form, I suppose. Yeah, price format. Well, when you're when you're bragging about how much you bought the cigar for, yeah, that's like a that's, don't do that. Bragging about what you have, a Byron, be proud of that. Yeah, there's a I difference would say between okay. being proud of it and then bragging about it. There's a difference between, you know, enjoying your cigar, and then putting it in somebody's face yes, that. Yeah. They don't have a Byron. Oh, you've got the Charter Oak, Dave? Mm. Someday you've got to try one of these. Mm. But it's $30. It's only $30. That's like what I spend on gas a week. That's that's how, how much it takes me to feed my family. Well, come on. Save your money. Get a Byron. Uh, look, I'm going to have... I, I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you. I have a Byron uh, Poema white box, a grand Poema at home. I'm saving it for Thanksgiving. I will be having one of those on Thanksgiving, one of those $33 cigars. Mm. It's amazing. But if I'm up in the lounge and I'm smoking that thing, I'm not going to call out what's on the band. I'm not going to lean to the guy next to me and say, you see this? It's I'm not going to hold it up. <laughs> I'm not going to you know, put a little light over my head so that it's, you know. I don't like it when people are making a show of what they're smoking enjoy what if somebody says "Ooh, what's that oh it's such and such a cigar well this cost me my rent this is awesome that's different (laughs) but you know one of the things i love about the cigar lounge is that you have people from every walk of life up there there are people who um own companies and don't have to, you know, they, they're, they're maybe retired and they can spend three, four, five thousand dollars a month on cigars and that's just what they do. And then there's people up there who are there smoking their two or three dollar cigar and they're enjoying the fact that they had, you know, they're able to sit up there and relax and enjoy a beer with their, with their little, you know, two, three dollar cigar. 
and you see people interacting, you know, who would never interact anywhere else, right? Because the cigar is what's in common, and mm. you know, I, I love that about the cigar shop. I've met so many people. Levels the playing field. I've met so many people who I never would have associated with, had it not been for the cigar. Some people who are in worlds above me. Some people who are, you know, you know. I don't know, world's beneath me. That's, 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 I'm pretty low myself. <laughs> let's, uh, that's pretty, that's, that's let's not, not go there. That's, let's not go there. steps below you. <laughs> but, you know, all, all financial walks of life, all professional walks of life. Mm. And, you know, I love the interaction that, ha- that has with that. And I don't want the prestige of whatever it is you're smoking to get in the way of the camaraderie, the fellowship, and the joy of cigar smoking. Amen. I do have a, I want to go back to what you just said a few moments ago, Pastor. You said you're saving a box of Grand Puemos for Thanksgiving. Not a box, a oh. single cigar. Oh, okay. I, 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 I thought you I said that. I am box. a pastor. Because I was going to say, if you are sharing poor a pastor, box. Poor Pastor Padron has one. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say, if you're sharing a box, then Nick, Dave, and I will be at, <laughs> right. at your door on Thanksgiving. With an apple pie. <laughs> if Pastor Padron for pie. ends up with a box of Byron Poema or some other uh, uh, wonderful uh, stick like that, uh, you will each be sharing in my uh, trophy. Mm. That would be because, again, cigar smokers are generous too. And um, yes, you are. You know, I know. I have a friend of mine who, uh, I'm not going to name him, but I call him my cigar fairy godfather. And, you know, he's one of these guys who he's retired and he spends a lot of money on cigars and he's incredibly generous with uh, what he gets. And whenever we get together and we met again, we met at the cigar shop and now we get together, you know, we try and get together every week. And no matter what happens, I cannot, he will not let me leave without leaving me, you know, half a dozen cigars. Oh, that's crazy. What an awesome person to have. It's awesome, you know, and, um, you know, and that's really good. You know, I really appreciate you talking to me, talking about me like that. And, you know, I really. You're welcome, Nick. You know, really. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Brings a tear to my eye. Nick is very generous. I try to be. You he are. Is. You are. I try to be. Well, you know, I, I get it from you guys. I get it from the customers and stuff. And like like Danny said, you know, cigar guys are and ladies yep. are extremely generous. I had somebody give me a Cuban last night mm. for helping him out in the humidor. He said, come up, we'll have a cigar. And I, you know, I brought up my cigar and he handed me a Cuban. And I was like, oh, okay. Thank you very much. Very, very generous. Mm. Yep. Yep. So, what are the uh, what's our final verdict on the cigars that we are smoking, Nick? Smoke it if you got it. It's it's definitely one I would recommend. <laughs> Smoke it if you got it. Smoke it if you got it. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Looking for a a, a significantly slow burning thirty minute little petite Corona. This thing's this is amazing. Steve Saka does a great job. The construction's on point. You get a really nice flavor from the Connecticut Broadleaf and the Nicaraguan tobacco that he that he uses in it. It's a really good winter smoke. 
and it definitely I've smoked not this particular one in the cold, but I've smoked the Grand Buffalo, which is a larger size, mm-hmm. and the Connecticut broadleafs that he uses hold up extremely well in ten degree weather. If you're outside, mm. like I'm outside in ten degree weather smoking, grab one of these things. Well, since I'm we're getting ready to burn my finger off here. <laughs> we're gonna, you need I, some roach clips. I, yeah, I really do because I've smoked this down. Where's your pipe? The uh, the Davidoff Escurios is uh, it's, it's a great cigar. It really mm. is. It's it's very consistent. That that salty spice, little sweetness, um, earthiness, uh, just uh, just a hint of leather too. Picked that up uh, about the halfway point. Um, but I'm getting ready to uh, to say goodbye to this one because it literally is getting so hot. Yeah, yours is right the now. fastest. I it think, is. Well, <clears throat> the cigars here. But it really is. It's a. I would. I would absolutely recommend this one. This is. Uh, yeah. If you like, you don't even have to like Davidoff. If you just like a nice, smooth, medium body smoke, thirty minutes or so. Yeah. This is one. I'm actually impressed. It. It's not falling out of your hand when you shake your hand well like I'm, I'm i'm playing <laughs> it's just you've got you've got trying to find the cool spots there. here and it's not, not not easy all right dave tell us about your um hustler i'm Long loving Rogers. my barber pulled hustler here um it's been smooth all the way through a little bit of um a little bit of that nicaraguan spice in the back um it's b- nice and leathery and earthy um very smooth, solid medium. It's fantastic. All right. Um, my uh, intemperance intrigue is just a great performer here. It's a very slow-burning cigar. I'm uh, just about... Uh, I, I'm just over halfway through the cigar. It's been 30 minutes, and um, it's still just burning great, smoking great. Lots of great, sweet, earthy, rich coffee cocoa kind of flavors with this it's a wonderful wonderful cigar you know when you're cold uh, you want something a little bit meaty a little bit you know heavier this is a great cigar for that Um, uh, wonderful wonderful cigar i also felt that the beer went really well with it Mm. i'm also very happy about the beer so yeah yeah yeah, it grew on this was this was not uh uh, hard liquor for you. Your, no. Your esophagus, is it doing okay yes, this week, it is. It Sam took it easy on you today. Yes, yes, yep, yep. He, yeah, he was very nice. Yeah, I have to say, you know, his his pick for, for the beer, you know, the idea of, of having it cleanse your palate, really, yes. mm-hmm. and between yeah. uh, draws of the cigar, really, really worked. Mm-hmm. You know, the again, this, this, this beer was uh, not so much complimentary, you know, right. it was... It was uh, really contrasting, right? You know, exactly. with what you're getting, but um, uh, I think it was you, Paul, so it was very crisp and yes. you know, refreshing. very clean refreshing. and refreshing. Yep. Yeah. And and you, I have these real heavy flavors, you know, from from uh, my cigar. And I take a sip of the beer, and it's like my mouth is uh, feels clean and my palate's refreshed, and I get to I I experience those flavors very very well the next time i draw on the cigar and in that sense i think this was a really good really good idea for trying to uh put something together to work with four different cigars very very good we had ecuadorian uh wrappers brazilian wrappers connecticut broadleaf yeah and uh the araparaca you know versus the ecuadorian connecticut 
and to have it kind of go with all of that and work the same way, you know, that palate cleansing way, I think it's Very nice. really cool. All right, so we're ready to do our pipe review and uh, this week we're reviewing Brown Number no. 4 by Samuel Gawith. And if you look at the um, uh, what it says on the, the website or on the back of the tin, it says, Finest Kendall Twist Spun Dark Fired Tobaccos in Their Natural Form Give Number no. 4 a Slow, Full-Flavored, and Full-Strength Smoke. Uh, Samuel Gawith has been making pipe tobacco in Kendall, England since 1792. He's still alive. No, but the company is. Uh, rope cut tobaccos like this, like Brown Number no. 4, were originally designed so as to hold its humidity over long voyages at sea. Today, rope cuts offer the opportunity to get more involved in the smoking experience by allowing you to cut and prepare it the way you want. Sam Gawith is a very sought-after brand and has a reputation of producing some of the best t- pipe tobaccos on the market. Um, and because of that, their product can be very difficult to find. Fortunately, we at Twins Smoke Shop, both Hooksit and Londonderry, have a long-time relationship with Eric Stokeby, who is in charge of the distribution of Samuel Gawith and Gawith Hogarth tobaccos for Cretec, its U.S. distributor. So, if you can't find it other places, you might want to try here. Mm. And we ship. Yes. We ship anywhere. Nationwide. In the U.S., we ship nationwide. And uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this tobacco here, we have Sam the Barman back with us, who has produced some great-looking cocktail to smoke with brown number four. What is it? So what we have here is a lion's tail. Uh, a lion's tail. Originally this... an English drink, I believe, so that fits in well with your tobacco of choice. Yes, it and does. And I pop it into my pipe upstairs, and I got some good spiciness, some clove, that kind of mm. stuff. So the first drink that came to mind was lion's tail. It uses allspice dram, so it makes a lot of sense. Those spicy flavors are going to carry over. So what you're drinking there is bourbon, allspice dram, lime juice, simple syrup, and angostura bitters. Good spiciness, good smooth finish. You can taste the bourbon, you can taste the dram. There's just a little bit of lime in there. Mm-hmm. Smooths it all out, pushes it off to the back of the palate. Really nice, well-rounded drink. That I, think, mm-hmm. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, especially with this smoke. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Limey. Mm. Very much so. Uh, oh, yes. Thank you, Sam. And yeah, another, so the whole lime thing goes with the English theme, too, and ships. Yeah, limeys, right? Called limeys, yeah. That's right. Let's stave off the scurvy. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> very, very good. History lesson while we're at it. Hey, thank you, Sam, very you much. Very I think welcome, this is going to go very, very well. Thank you. Yes, thanks, Sam. Uh, this is, of course, a tobacco manufactured by Samuel Gawith. It's a Virginia blend, and it is comprised of Virginia and dark fire Kentucky that has been spun into a rope format, and then that rope is wrapped in cigar leaf. There's no casing on this tobacco. The cut is a rope, and uh, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a uh, thick, maybe um, half-inch or three-quarter-inch, you know, piece of rope. 
And um, what you do is you Does it look like rope, Dan? You cut it off into uh, dime, you know, thin kind of slices or quarter thin kind of... You really, again, one of the nice things about this kind of tobacco or plugs in general is that you get to cut the leaf as thick or thin as you like it. And um, Very nice. I took the liberty of uh, cutting a bunch of it for us before the show so we didn't have to do it here. But, um, you know, this is one of those tobaccos where... You have the opportunity to get very involved in the process yourself of preparing, uh, not you know, and this is something that um, you know, uh, with cigars you don't really get to do, and for a lot of people, that's exactly why they like cigars. They don't have to do it. They just clip it, light it, and go. Mm. With this particular pipe tobacco, uh, the experience starts long before you light it. It starts when you take it you cut it you rub out the tobaccos from the uh the coin slices that you bring off you maybe cut them into smaller pieces uh if you want and then let that kind of air and dry and then pack your pipe and and uh light it so what is it that uh uh, what are our initial thoughts about this? Is this worth that kind of weight? Oh, yes. Or is it something where you're like, oh, gosh, please, just next. I, I knew when I first, uh, when you opened up the can and I just took the, the initial hit of the aroma, it was I said, this is going to be a fantastic tobacco. And when I lit it up for the first time and smoked it, I said, yes, this is, this is something really, really good. Mm. You get that initial spice, the dried fl- fruits, Mm-hmm. Um, the the retrohale that spice is just so pleasant it really is mm-hmm. and it's it, I mean you know you're smoking a, 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 a pretty full tobacco here but it's it's not overpowering at all mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm this is just fantastic that's, really really this, good this is uh this is the next one that's going in my bag mm-hmm. I love it yeah oh. it's a uh, it's a very the the uh, full flavored tobacco, but um, you know, uh, this is also a, a very high in nicotine. Uh, if you are sensitive to nicotine, this is one of those things where you want to make sure you're on a full stomach. Um, if you're not, or if you're used to it, you may or may not notice things at all. But I have had people, you know, after a bowl of this, you know, their heads spinning a little bit. <laughs> Well, we know Nick's has nicotine. a full stomach. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Nick. Nick is is pretty much immune to nicotine. <laughs> Nick is nicotine. <laughs> Nick O-teen. Nick O-teen. Yeah. What are you picking up there, Nick? A lot of tobacco notes. Like I don't know why. I'm because it's because tobacco, it's, maybe. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> sorry. Let me rephrase that. Um. Like cigar notes, like I'm smoking a cigar. Mm. Like the medium body, you get like, <clears throat> excuse me, you get the 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 richness of the tobacco in there. You do get some spice. So for me, it's very um, cigar-ish on my palate. I get mm. some spice on the retro hill. I do pick up a tad bit of dried fruit in there. Mm-hmm. Um and that right now, that's pretty much all I'm getting. Yeah, for me, it's it's there's there's a real sweetness to this. Um, there's a nuttiness, a rich kind of a rich kind of nuttiness to this. 
Um, there's, you know, I definitely taste that cigar leaf mm-hmm. that this is wrapped in. I definitely get that. Uh, I don't feel like this is smoking a cigar, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I can taste that, you know, that cigar essence, but this is this is not the kind of flavor that you get on a cigar. There's almost there's almost like a some kind of meaty thing going on here with this. You know, it's it's like the, the sweetness from a good meat. It is it is savory. Right? Does anyone else agree with that? It's yeah, yeah, kind of a savory. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I'm not picking up anything on the cigar leaf, uh, but just that uh, the the dried fruit and spice is what's really coming at me right now. I feel like I get a little bit of that cigar taste on the finish. Like it's the linger. You know. Mm. But I'm I'm definitely getting more of the dried fruit mm. and the uh, smokiness. Yeah, yeah. The, and that smokiness of course comes from the dark fire Kentucky which mm, is yeah. basically smoked tobacco. It's, it's burley that's been smoked over um, like oaks and uh, stuff like that. Um Definitely rich in flavor, though. Yeah, and you get Absolutely that spice, rich. that yes. pepper, really oh. in the retro. It's not really, it's not really on the palate. No. But if you retro hail the tobacco, uh, oh. if you are feeling snotty like I am, and you want to clear out your sinuses, just retro hail this stuff, and mm. you'll immediately start to drip, which is uh, what I'm doing right now. So excuse me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I find when I'm when I'm smoking cigars, I don't retrohale that much. I do on certain cigars, but I find myself retrohaling a lot with pipe tobacco. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It's just I think the the flavors and and, and the aromas that I'm getting and, and uh, it's it's more pleasing to <laughs> to my uh, inner, inner nostrils when I'm retrohaling. It really <laughs> is. It really is. It, it's 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 an I'll, I'll use that word again. It's intoxicating. It really is. I, I, I keep wanting to retrohale more than anything else. Well, uh, interesting enough, I was, you know, doing my tobacco university, and one of the thing that I was last reading was on on retrohaling versus inhaling, or not inhaling, but, you know, breathing, blink, taking the smoke into the mouth and then blowing it out again versus taking in the smoke and retrohaling it through the nose. Right. Um, there's two ways that you taste things. One is you take it into the mouth and then you you breathe it out, uh, and the second is taking it into the mouth and retrohaling it through the nose. It actually gives that as another part of your sensory, to uh, or, or part of taste, and it is a huge part of smoking a cigar or pipe, um, where you will um, get a whole lot more flavor and enjoyment out of it by retrohaling. And uh, they actually, uh, while I was reading it, they always say, you know, um, try it out. Take a cotton swab or something like that and stick it in your nose or something like that and try and smoke a cigar or smoke your pipe and, and block your nose. Mm. And the taste will be so different. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so much of what you taste has to also do with what you smell. And even if you're not retrohaling, that's true. You know, so if you... That's why a lot of people, if they have a cold and their their nose is all stuffed up, they won't smoke a cigar or they won't smoke a pipe because the taste is completely different, you know, uh, because your nose really is so much a part of 
the enjoyment of having a cigar and a pipe. Um, so please use the hashtag, not just blowing smoke, and put pictures up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter with cotton in your nose. Okay. <laughs> you can do that if you want. If you actually do that, we will uh, make a point of putting it on our uh, webpage and uh, talking about you on the show uh, in, in fairly positive ways. Not judgmental ways. We don't We're judge not that kind of people. Although Nick does like to boast about what he smoked. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, it depends. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on here at Twins regarding pipe-related stuff. Um, December 14th, uh, we are going to be having a Peterson Pipe Show with Mark Mormar of uh, Loud DC Distribution Group. Uh, that is the U.S. distributor for Peterson Pipes, and that is going to be a great, great time. That's a Saturday afternoon at the London Dairy location of Twins Smoke Shop. Uh, Mark is going to have about a hundred different Peterson Pipes from all shapes and sizes, all price points here at the store. Uh, there's also going to be a bunch of tobacco uh, from Cornell and Deal and GLPs and some other things that uh, uh, we don't normally carry here in the shop. Um, and that's going to be really good. So uh, Mark is a great, great guy. And Peterson is a fantastic uh, pipe company. If you're looking mm. to get a, uh, uh, if you've been waiting for time to get a new Peterson pipe, this is going to be the time to do it. There'll be all sorts of um specials and things going on that day you're not going to want to miss it uh you can stay in touch with us and follow uh, twins pipe club on our facebook page and at twins pipe club on instagram and our handle on instagram is twins pipe club so that's easy to remember because it's the name exactly how it sounds okay uh, continuing thoughts on Samuel Gawith's Brown Number Four. So rich in flavor, it really is. It, it's it, it's that spice, and again, especially on that retrohale, the dried fruit. Those are the two that I'm picking up. I really mm. am. It's just it's just. It, how, how do you think it goes with this with this uh, cocktail? I, oh. I'm I'm really liking it. I really am. I think this is it, this adds a little bit of sweetness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's helped me pick up the fruit flavors in yep. the tobacco. Definitely. Um, it, Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad you're liking it, Dave. Mm. You, my God, you're already chugging it down. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to stop. <laughs> I have to go up and get one. Mm. Oh. No, he did a great job pairing this. Yeah, this is really good. The, the allspice, I think, really complements mm. the spice of the tobacco here. Uh, Can you pick up the allspice in the drink? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's, just, it's powerful. It's yes, powerful stuff, Mister Apple Pie Man. Yeah, you have to use very, very little of it because it, it'll a little oh, bit yeah. of that stuff goes a long way. Oh, you, sure. A little too much in, and it'll ruin, it'll ruin the pie. Yep. Got to be, got to be. Uh, it's got to be right on the money, and this is bless right you. on the money. Mm. Mm. God bless you, Dan. Yeah. Oh, he does. Bless. He does. May fall. he bless your nose. Oh, mm. that did not hit the trash. And your rim shot. Mm. Uh, Nick, 
Tell us what you're experiencing here with this uh, brown number four. Mm. Um, yeah, I won't go there. A lot of richness, getting some sweetness, spice on the retrohale, and I keep have to. I keep lighting this thing. The things keep going out on me. Mm -hmm. Mm. It it, it's still uh, a little on the wet side. Yeah, if you ask me, uh, yeah. you know, not to bash it or anything. It's just no, it's, no, not at all. It's, it's a little it, on the wet. It's a little gallop. It speaks. It speaks, <laughs> it's, it speaks to, to to one of the realities of this tobacco. We've been we opened this tin um, a mm. week ago to get ready for the show, and it's still a little too wet to to really smoke and keep lit. And you know, you can look at that as a detriment, or you know. One of the ways you can look at it is this this tobacco was originally designed to hold its you know moisture for long periods of time so that it would stay you know because this tobacco was was uh, done by Samuel Gawith you know back in the uh, late uh, 1700s and 1800s to really um, make it through voyages at sea where sailors would be using the tobacco uh, when they were gone for months at a time and if you've been on a boat at all you know that salt air can be really dehydrating ocean air can be really dehydrating and um, so whatever tobacco they had needed to really be good at holding its its humidity in or it wouldn't it wouldn't stay good and uh, like like Max uh, Stokeby said when he was on the show a few weeks ago, when they were out at sea, they would, you know, cut off some of this or bite off some of this and they would chew it when they were on the when they were on the boat because smoking, you know, lighting fires on <laughs> big wooden boats is not necessarily a smart thing to do. Um, but when you were, you know, on land, they would cut it and, and light it and stuff like that. But this this rope does hold its humidity for long periods of time. I mean, feel this. This has been open for a week, and yeah. you can still feel the the moisture, moisture. content yeah. in this thing is really really obvious. Thank you for letting me feel mm. your rope. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it feel wet? It feels mm. very it feels wet. wet. It's a little stiff. Yeah, it's uh, it is. It, yes, it's very stiff. And you it's a little moist. A little, hold a little curved end there, Dave. Oh. Does, does it feel? But you can feel it. it this has been open for That's a week, crazy. and it's still it's still that wet. But something else here, you know, you look at the the paper that this is wrapped in, and you can see these oil stains on it. Mm. I mean, this tobacco is just really it's ready to go, really rich, and it's worth that time to to wait and let it dry out. Um, when I enjoy this stuff at home, I'll typically uh, cut it and prepare it in the morning. So that I can enjoy it in the evening mm. when I get home, I can let it. I'll let it sit out, you know, for, you know, several hours, and uh, by then it's usually ready to go. <laughs> but it's it, to me the taste is so rich and so unique um, that it's worth that kind of wait. It's worth that kind of preparation time. That isn't going to be the case for everybody, I know. But um, uh, to me, this is very, very good stuff. 
and it's worth it's worth that work and prep time. So, so early in the show, we were talking about cigars that you would be smoking on a cold day. Mm. Don't want to spend a whole lot of time outside. Yeah, um, I can see this being a pipe tobacco that I would enjoy outside mm. on a cold, dry day. Mm. I think it stands up. It's so rich in flavor. It's full body. Full. It's it's. And how would I have a question for you? How would this would would this dry out quicker if it was? outside on a cold dry day well uh, so let's say you open up the tin and you, you would think so yeah yeah i would i would hope so because you know how that how that you know like when you come in mm-hmm. from a like if you're outside for a while cold you know you you, you if your skin tells you how if your your skin will basically dry out anyways but would this hold up outside and, and dry out a little quicker if you were if you didn't have the time necessarily to wait. I think so, and I think you know in the winter time, you know, especially here in this part of the country where you know the heat inside the house is a lot drier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to take less time for tobacco like this to prepare. In the summertime, it might take a lot longer. Um, but as the days get colder and the heat gets drier and the, the air, the, the humidity in the air, you know, drops, yeah. uh, it's going to be easier and easier to dry this tobacco mm-hmm. out. And one of the things uh, is this is a very, even when it's dry, it's a fairly slow burning tobacco. Yeah. And, you know, so you do not need a very big bowl of this stuff. Yeah. And it is, it's the kind of thing that really kind of heats you up you know, and you know, on a cold winter day, you got the the warm pipe, and those kind of warm, spicy feelings, you know, from the tobacco in your mouth and a, in your nose. It's a very, this is a great tobacco for winter time for me. Yeah. It's it's the kind of thing on a really cold day, I would want to kind of snuggle up by the fire when I get home, light up some of this, you know, get a bourbon, get some rum or something, and just enjoy sitting by the fire if you were outside i think that this would you know really kind of definitely keep you awake you know we saw oh, yeah. the bird's eye you know a couple months ago and mm-hmm. we all kind of agreed that was the kind of if you needed to have that wake up call and stay up plowing in the snow that was the kind of thing and uh, samuel gawith is is kind of known for um producing some of the the best stronger fuller-bodied tobaccos Mm. that there are on the market. Mm. This is certainly one of those things. And, you know, it's funny. I was just on the Internet today looking at a bunch of uh, sites, you know, national sites uh, for pipe tobacco. Yeah. They all carry this. They're all out of it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter where where I went. Uh, At Twins, we have uh, a lot of this stuff. Uh, because we're such great friends with uh, the uh, national distributor, and and we're fortunate for that. Mm. And so, if you've been looking for this uh, and can't find it anywhere else, uh, give us a call here at Twins because we have um, seven or eight different uh, uh, blends of Samuel Gawith that uh, um, you just can't find anywhere else because they're that they're the kind of thing that when they come into those. Uh, websites or when they come into the store there's call lists and people you know are on those call lists or they get the uh-huh. email that it's in, that it's there and then the stuff is gone 
and um, you know uh, we're trying to to figure out a way to to have that more regularly and uh, right now we do mm. so if you want to try some of this stuff um, it's here to try yeah the uh, one of the things you have to I've been having to relight it a lot but I honestly don't mind because every time I relight it that spice and fruit just pops oh, right yeah. up and it is like the most joyous mm-hmm. thing oh man it is wonderful mm. between the bird's eye and this that's going to be my mm. outside plowing paul's new tobacco. favorite <laughs> well <laughs> it's my new favorite it, it, it as far as the the full of flavor full of body type of pipe tobacco yes this is right up there this, this i'm going to definitely add this to my repertoire yeah yep yeah, this is this is really good stuff. Now That's I want really it to snow. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to go out there and try the tobaccos, the, the bird's eye and this. This yeah. is this is going to be a pleasure to, uh, mm. to smoke. Well, we've kind of been dancing around the subject, but uh, you know, we're, um, let's you know, it kind of brings up the whole topic of humidity and humidification. Winter time uh, is also a time when it gets very difficult to control the humidity in your personal humidor at home uh i know we have a lot of people come in who are you know as the air gets drier outside and the air gets drier in your home it gets harder to maintain that humidity and um you know little tip here this is a good time of year um november you know before uh winter finally comes these last weeks to uh calibrate your analog um uh hydrometer or to change the batteries in your digital uh hydrometer so that you can be assured of accurate readings as you get into winter um but you know i want i want to ask you guys here what what kind of humidification systems do you use in your personal humidor you i know, just throw a stick of this in there and a stick of this and yeah this what kind of, is a stick of this the number of the brown number four you just put that in it keeps, everything, <laughs> it keeps it humidified for, and when it when it's dry then i can smoke it you know, i just re i just refill the box with more brown number four it's, it's my super bovita trick that's actually a little bit funny a little bit I don't know how helpful it is, but it's a little funny. <laughs> uh, Paul, what about you? I use the talk uh, squi- swiftly now. Swiftly, I, I use the Bovita Humidipax um, because it's it's a set it and forget it uh, type of humidification. You don't have to worry about it. Which we have to obviously we have to keep in mind that maybe we need to add another another pack or a higher percentage. Um, so I have two, two humidors that I, I keep you. in my. I try to keep my my uh, humidors in a closed environment, away from the heat registers, um, and but even so, the air is dried out. So uh, you just got to have to up the ante and uh, up the percentage, and even add a secondary pack if need be. Uh, but that's what I use. I use the uh, the humidity packs because again, I don't really have to think about it. Just check it every once in a while, make sure it's keeping the uh, the right percentage. Um, but uh, it works for me. Yeah. Nick, what about yourself? Uh, I use the Boveda packs. I used to do uh, the glycol mm. with the jars. Yeah. And when I got introduced to, or when the Boveda packs came out, when I got introduced to them, uh, I tried them out and I switched to them. And 
never turn back. Uh, in the summertime, I'll stay with 69s or 65s, depending. Uh, my house stays kind of warm. And then in the winter, in the winter time, because I have an open concept in my house, uh, it gets really cold quickly. So I'll switch to 72s or 75s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a no-brain system. It's a, it's a two-way humidification controller. Mm-hmm. So if it's too much, it'll, um, it'll absorb some humidity. And if there's not enough, it'll let some humidity out. So those are the ones I've, I've been kind of swearing by for at least the last yeah. six, seven years. Even in my traveler, I keep uh, a Boveda pack. It's foolproof. Yeah, yep, that's what I'm actually using now. Not really the number four, but uh, um, it's funny. I've had um, I had the acid, the acid, you know, water tower tins. That's been my humidor, and it has the same Boveda pack that I got with it like like two or three months ago. And I just checked it again today, and the thing's still squishy. Yeah, you know, I'm like actually impressed about how well how well it's keeping. Yeah, on those jars that seal very well yeah uh those boveda packs last a lot longer than uh they're normally designed to to go for you know a, a boveda pack should last somewhere between you know a month on the inside to two months on the outside um you know but if your seal is really good uh they can last for a lot longer than that uh i have the tiny boveda packs uh smaller Bo- boveda packs in my uh and a lot of my pipe tobacco uh, tins, and some of those have lasted, you know, four and five months, and they're still, you know, uh, very, very active. And it is because it's a two-way thing. Um, you know, if it if it's if there's too much humidity around, they'll absorb it. Um, and so as long as there, there's as long as you can kind of have that jelly kind of feel to them, you know, it's good. That said, I'm, I guess I'm the one exception here. I I, I do use the uh, uh, Zycar um, uh, glycol gel uh, jars in mm. my humidor at home. Um, the gel uh, uh, in those jars is also a two-way humidification uh, system. And uh, what I like about it is I can pick up the jar and look at it and I can see you know what kind of maintenance I need to do can do I need to refill it with some propylene glycol or do I need to or can I just let it sit and I have a, a four ounce jar in my humidor at home I have a one a humidor that holds about 75 80 cigars and um again I love it because it's a set it and forget it thing I, I've gotten to the point where I didn't even bother with having a, a um, hydrometer anymore because I know at 70% humidity, those crystals stop humidifying. That's one of the great things about propylene glycol. It will humidify to 70% and then stop. If you're using distilled water, which is just fine, and in the wintertime, it may be necessary to uh, switch depending on how things are in your humidor and in your home to distilled water um, because d- water will humidify until it gets to 100%. It won't stop, you know. Um, now, that said, you know, we've all had customers come and say, I've been using the Boveda packs or I've been using the gel and it's worked great, but now I can't seem to get my humidity over 
or you know it, it, it no matter i put two packs three packs in there what kind of tips do you guys have for uh troubleshooting when humidity just gets too low i mean i i'm one of these guys that I, I, frankly i like my cigars a little bit on the drier side you know 65 percent you know, uh, if you're not saving them to age them, you know, lowering the humidity a little bit actually makes them burn better. You know, wet things don't burn. <laughs> so 65, 68, that's kind of my sweet spot at home. So when in the wintertime, when it gets to be around that, I don't get really phased. As long as it stays around 65, that's fine. But what happens when... Uh, you don't do that. What are the, some of the things that you should check for? What are some of the tips you guys have for keeping your humidity going? One of the things I always ask them is, where are you keeping your, your humidor? Yes. And mm. I'll get very, various different answers. On the basement, in my garage, uh, you know, in, in the kitchen counter, uh, wherever. And I, and I say, well, okay, well, what's the, is it near a, a register where heat, or in the summertime, AC is coming out of and so now we're in the wintertime so heat's going to be coming out keep it away from heat number one and i i keep mine in a sock drawer in the wintertime or in a, in a drawer that i keep in a closet because there's no moving air um it's 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 away from any heat registers um so that's usually the first thing i ask them and and advise them to, is to keep it somewhere away from heat uh you want it room temperature you don't want to keep it in a basement if it's cold and certainly don't want to keep it in a garage mm. um you want to keep it room temperature um but also too the the wood shrinks in the in the winter time so mm. your the seal of your humidor is you, you know, the, the top's going to be a lot easier to open up so I tell them, if you really need to, take a little bit of that distilled water and just run it along the edges and create a, much, a nice seal. And that will help to retain the humidity that's being released with with that with whatever uh, humidification system you have, whether it's the packs or the, the crystals. And you just use like a, like a, like a Q-tip or something? Or yeah, how like would a, you apply just, it? Just, a, just like a little microcloth or something that's not going to uh, leave anything behind. Just enough to get it just a little moist around it just so it creates a seal. And then put make sure your humidification system is intact and then just seal it. And then put it, put it in a drawer. Like I said, I have a sock drawer or, or uh -huh. a drawer in the closet. And then just let it go. Clean and, socks, yep. I hope. Uh, yes. You, you have a dirty sock drawer, Dan? I'll say it's I, empty. I do not. It's okay. An, it's, it's an, an empty, empty sock drawer. Empty sock drawer. So it's, sock drawer. it's not really a around. sock drawer. It's well, just it was a sock drawer in the summertime. Now it's a drawer for my humidor. Where do you keep your socks in the winter? In the wintertime, yeah. In the next drawer over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I consolidate. <laughs> you consolidate. <laughs> So that your socks stay warmer in the wintertime. Yeah, so seasonal the socks. He has his seasonal socks. He has his wool socks out only in the winter. Yeah, the summer socks, ankle highs go away. <laughs> okay. Um, what is our final verdict here on Samuel Gawith's brown number four? I think it is so savory and so good and fruity and smoky. It is fantastic. It is a wonderful smoke. Okay, yes. very good. Yes, rich in flavor, um, full body, uh, that spice, and specifically on the retrohale, the, mm. the dried fruits, 
it, it's just a pleasure to smoke. That's two thumbs up for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nick, what do you think there? It's a great smoke if you can let it sit for like a week, two weeks, three weeks. It's just, it's not... In your humidor? No, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, in all seriousness, it's a, it's a really great tobacco. It's really whatever, you know, the spice, the, the dried fruit, the richness. You get the richness of the tobacco leaf in there. Um, I got it all, but I had a really hard time keeping it lit, and I just gave up. If I can get more time letting it dry out or, you know, um, cutting up a couple slices and letting it dry out completely... And then smoking it, I'd probably have no problem with it. But like I said, it's something that I would have to let sit out for a while. Yeah, yeah. It, um, you know, not to like I said, not to bash it or anything, but that for me, in my opinion, that's it. Just needs to sit out for me. I yeah. I don't have any patience for that. It's a very. It this is a very wet tobacco, and you have to be prepared for that. Um, and like we've uh, kind of confessed here, even letting it. Opening the tin and, and letting it sit for a week uh, was not quite enough to, to keep it going. There's a lot of relighting required. Uh, I, um, uh, like I said, cut and prepared uh, tobacco for us to smoke. I had about half a pipe's worth of tobacco. It lasted about as long as this segment here. Uh, the pipe is out because it's done I did have to relight it a number of times, but um, I really enjoy this tobacco. And um, again, you know, it, it, in the one hand, it's a little bit frustrating how long you have to let this stuff dry in order to enjoy it. On the other hand, you appreciate that the whole point of preparing the tobacco that way was so that it would not dry out, you know. And so I appreciate the fact that, you know, 200 years later this process still works and it works so well that mm. uh, uh, you can see the, the benefits of having it open for long periods of time uh, but that does mean that there's a little bit of extra work to fully enjoy this tobacco but if you're willing to do that work and you're willing to let it dry out um, it is very very nice full bodied nutty spicy there's this creamy aspect to it there's this wonderful smoky background quality and uh the retro has a lot of uh spice to it it's a wonderful wonderful tobacco and i think it went fantastic with this cocktail oh yeah it went very very well You have been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thank you for listening, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Not Just Blowing Smoke.